Hey, welcome back to the show. A big thanks to you for tuning in. I appreciate every single person who listens to this show, and I know a big reason why our numbers keep growing is because of you. A lot of you are sharing episodes and putting my podcast name in Facebook groups, and I just love you all so much for doing that and so much for tuning in and sharing. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Speaking of Facebook groups, if you are in the Profit Planning Entrepreneur Facebook group at ProfitPlanner.co slash community, then you probably saw this free roadmap I created for you to download. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I had a five-step roadmap created just for you that shows you how step-by-step to become a profitable boss. This action-oriented PDF is free, and you can grab your copy at ProfitPlanner.co slash boss. So head over to profitplanner.co slash boss. I'll send the PDF straight to your inbox and then you can DM me on Instagram about how excited you are that you have it. Now for this episode, we are talking YouTube workflows, but not just with anyone, with Erin Henry, who is the girl boss who's dominating on YouTube. We have been friends for almost a year now, and every time we get on Zoom to chat, interview, or whatever, I'm always blown away by her advice and what she has to say about business-related topics. So us profit planners get a behind-the-scenes look at Erin Henry's YouTube workflow and how she cranks out so much content without feeling like ripping her hair out. So let's go ahead and play the interview. Hello, Erin. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to be jumping on and chatting to you again. Yes. Okay, so Erin and I met through the Radiant CEO Summit, which if you're a listener of the podcast, if you're a listener around November, then you remember the Radiant CEO Summit. Erin was an amazing speaker. She did amazing. So that's how we connected. And now we're finally getting her on the podcast. I'm so pumped. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Gosh, that actually, now that you mention it, it feels like so long ago, but it actually wasn't that long ago. Time is no. just going crazy at the moment. No, like maybe four or five months ago, not too long at all. So yeah, yeah it but like forever. I'm super excited to dive into your routine, your productivity routine, because let me tell you, Erin cranks out content, guys. It's insane. She's so great. She's so great at YouTube. And then she just started a podcast, The Erin Henry Show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. pumped. So, and, okay. So you have to go to iTunes if you have an iPhone or if, even if you don't go, go look it up on the internet because her cover photo for her iTunes, um, why can I not think the podcast, the cover my art? Podcast. Oh yeah. my gosh. I could yeah. not think of that term. I've been podcasting for over a year. I shouldn't know that her cover art is perfect. It's perfect. So go look at that and then subscribe obviously, but <laughs> Definitely subscribe. Yeah, I mean, the cover photo, because uh, I, I tore up for so long whether I was going to do a podcast about uh, business or mindset, two topics that I'm super passionate about. And I kind of found the middle ground being about personal branding. And I wanted it to be so real and raw and authentic. And basically, the cover photo, it really is just to, you know, show that juxtaposition <laughs> between. And this is such a perfect example right now. You're like, sorry, I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but it's like, yep. I yep. think everyone has this misconception that everything in business is so like glitzy and glamorous and all of this stuff. And it's just like, no, sometimes I'm just like smashing down a burger while I'm like one hand on my laptop, one hand, like shoving this burger in my mouth, trying to get things done. It's so unsexy so much of the time. So I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to kind of show with that image. It's just like, sometimes you just want to tear into a burger and just basically say, screw the world. 
Exactly. And I really resonate with that, with that image. So before we dive into your productivity routine, though, I want you to give a background of your business in case anyone lives under a rock and hasn't heard of Aaron Henry. <laughs> oh my God, you're like making me blush. <laughs> um, awesome. So I kind of started my journey, I would say about four years ago when I started my YouTube channel. Originally, I did create content that was more about health and fitness. I was doing, um, if anyone's familiar still with the Bikini Body Guide, the Kayla Latina's Bikini Body Guide. I was doing that at the time. Anyway, I got some advice that, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, get online. So I was like, ugh, what do I talk about? So that's what I started talking about, the Bikini Body Guide. And over the years as I was studying, so I did a degree in business, majored in public relations. Um, and over the years, I just found a you know, a massive love for the fact that I wasn't going to work for anyone else. I started to understand what entrepreneurship was. And then come graduation time, when everyone was going to get kind of their own jobs and internships and graduate positions, I was like, no, I have to work for myself. Like I need to just do something where I work for myself. So naturally, as most people do when they start their businesses, I went down the social media marketing route. And it was really great in the beginning. I got some great clients due to the fact of a the relationship I already had doing a little bit of social media work with quite a big brand um, who had a lot of brands below them. So I did social media marketing for a little while, but I ran into something during that time that I just never experienced before in my life. And at the time, couldn't even quantify what it was. But now knowing that it was fear and imposter syndrome and all of these crazy things that we experienced, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I was so afraid to like put myself out there and market myself as a social media marketer and promote myself and get new clients. And I was like, what is going on here? I've, I've always been a pretty confident, outgoing person. I'd never experienced emotions like this. So I went on this whole like self-development journey, listening to a lot of Marie Folio, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, all of this kind of really business style self-development stuff. And I was like, I could do this. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to help people. I want to help people with their self-development, their business, their brands, and all of this stuff in between. So at that time, I kind of started transitioning my content from health and fitness into more business and mindset content. And when I did, it was just incredible. Like I'd been plottering along for a while on YouTube, but then it's just like, it seemed to really boom when I started really stepping in and talking about this thing that I was super passionate about. And then simultaneously, I transitioned my social media marketing business into more of a, like a coaching and mentoring business, which over the past year has just evolved so much. So has the YouTube channel. And now I'm, I'm really, so basically what I do now with my business, with my brand is really a personal branding strategy. So I really help people who want to be an entrepreneur. Yes, but they also want to be an influencer. They want to have a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog and get brand deals as well as have whatever service base or online business product business that they want to have as well. But just being the face of that business, because really at the end of the day, that's my story. That's how I've kind of built my business and everything as well. So yeah, short, but long intro about what I do with my business. No, I love that. And I love that you mentioned Gary Vee because I feel like we both love Gary Vee so, so much. So, so, so much. <laughs> Our I... common love for him. Yes, I would probably marry him if I could. No, it's cool. <laughs> but I, no, um, I agree. Yeah, I um, yeah, no, I love Gary. I just actually started listening to Crush It. I've, I read it, and then now I'm starting to listen to it because you know, got to get those extra little inserts that he always puts into the audio. Books. Yes, he does. Um, Is the audio yeah. out? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it came out like yesterday. But okay, I yeah, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, so really, nice. really excited for that one. Okay, I'm gonna have to get that then right after this interview. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Okay. So now I want to talk about, because I know last year when we first met you, I think you had just crossed the 50,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. And now I look at your channel. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's crazy how it took you. I think it was like a year to get to 50,000 or something. And then now seeing, okay, it's been three to four months and it's just crazy. Like your growth has just been on, it's like two X or three X. It's been awesome to, to watch and see. So to get your YouTube channel to that point, I know you've created so much content and you've developed just a rock star routine around pumping out these videos. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like? So, I mean, I will talk a little bit about what it looked like before because now it does look a little bit different. So I do actually have my fiance now on board and he does a lot of the YouTube stuff. So he edits the videos, does a lot of the scheduling, puts in time in the calendar for when we're going to film. He does all the filming. Um, so basically anything, everything but showing up and talking about the content he does now, which has been such a big help, um, specifically now with the podcast and all of the other things that I'm doing in my business. Um, but before, I mean, it was pretty much just me for the first year, almost, I think it's been almost four years I've been on YouTube. So it, it was me pretty much, you know, for all of that time. And in terms of being able to create so much content and get it out, it all comes down to routines and rituals. Like, I think if you, it's hard for me to create routines and rituals because I'm a very spontaneous person. I'm the type of person who does put out content on social media, off the cusp. It's all based on inspiration. But I think with YouTube, because it does involve so much, it, you just can't do that. So what I got into a routine of doing before George did come on board was really just making sure I was batch creating a lot of content. So there'd be a couple of times a month where I would sit down and I would film videos and I would just spend like as long as I possibly could editing those videos. So I had them ready to go and upload because otherwise if you get caught and specifically with Australian internet, I know I talk about this all the time, but you can sometimes get caught with no internet. And if you're not prepared, you just, you know, you do miss out on videos and it's, it's too easy sometimes to just go, Oh, it's just one video. I'm, I'm going to miss out and not do it. But you know, those are the moments that separate the people who are growing from the people who aren't. So yes, yeah, so my, my productivity was just to really make sure that I was batch creating a lot of content. I, think what you were talking about in terms of, you know, having this massive growth, I, I do have to attribute to that to the fact that kind of we're able to do a lot more creativity in YouTube now. We're able to do a lot more B-roll and different angles and all of the stuff because I do have the help. But something that I do have as a suggestion for anyone wanting to get into YouTube is don't put that kind of pressure on yourself in the beginning. It's much better to just stay consistent rather than trying to be overly creative. You know, you obviously want to create valuable content, but you don't have to do like Steven Spielberg style B-roll footage and all of this stuff in the beginning. Like wait until you do have help to think about doing that stuff. Now just create good content as often as you possibly can. So starting from that, you go from the brain dump phase. Obviously you need a crap ton of ideas for all of that. So for that, do you just have a Trello? You use Trello, right? Yeah. I love yeah. Trello. I so love do you have like a brain dump column there? Yeah. So I, well, not, not necessarily actually okay. pretty much. I do the brain dump in my phone all the time. Something that I speak about often, actually my brain dump is everywhere. I've got multiple journals. I've got the <laughs> Evernote app. I've got the Google keep app and I've got my phone app. Anytime I have an inspirational idea, 
then I write it down because I truly do believe, you know, I'm a fan of law of attraction and I believe mm-hmm. that we're guided to the things we want in life. And if you're focusing yeah. on you want YouTube growth, then your intuition is going to give you those ideas. So I just make sure that I have something that I can take a note on at all stages. And every single idea that I do have, I pretty much create. Um, a lot of the ideas that I do get as well are based on feedback that I get either questions or conversations in my Facebook group and things like that as well. But I'm basically just using the brain gut phase in a whole bunch of different places. Sometimes it's on a a scrap paper. Sometimes it's on my hand, as long as I can remember it. Um, And then from there, that gets put into the Trello board. So it's good because I do collaborate with my partner on that. And we just basically use the calendar feature and have a bit of a workflow sequence in there. It's the most basic thing. We tried this epic workflow. Now we have like filmed, edited, and uploaded as the three tick off boxes. Um, so, and then that goes in a Trello board just so we can both move things around and look at the two days that we do upload and what's going where and move things back and forth. And yeah, but yeah, it pretty much goes from there. And then obviously that's a collaborative board. So I have the idea, put it down there, and then he schedules from there. Nice. Nice. So let's say you have the idea, you validate the topic. Does it go into a Google calendar to where you block it off? So we pretty much just work exclusively from Trello. So it's just um, the scheduling as in the days that we are going to film is pretty much usually just Saturday afternoon. So that's a stock standard for us now. Um, But the good thing about Trello, what I love about Trello is the fact that for the upload date for the video, you can put that into your Google calendar straight from Trello. So I know which days the videos are going up and what's going to be up on each day by linking those two calendars together. But yeah, it pretty much just goes into Trello and we sit down and we say, yes, how many ideally, because just to take a step back, we've got the four different categories of videos that we do. So there's like a chatty video, a creative video, which is a video that has a lot of B-roll. So that might usually be like a brand sponsorship or something that I really want to creatively show off. Then there's a vlog and then there's the new series that we do have, which is called The Business Bar, which Love is it. the Duke one we do. <laughs> yeah. So excited just making, that. Nice, <laughs> making nice cocktails while talking about business. Um, we just actually filmed How to Increase Your Work Ethic by whilst making an espresso martini. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just, we have those four categories and then we just make sure that we're not doing, you know, four business bars in a row. And then that drops into, I use iCal now, but Google Calendar, same thing. Nice. Nice. Okay. So yeah, and I'm just, I'm writing down these steps as you're saying them. <laughs> awesome. So we're blocking off time for recording. You've, are you, you batch record that. I love that. So you have the Sunday afternoon. Um, and then from there, you just kind of move it over to the recording and then it goes into the editing phase, right? Yeah. So, and that sits with George. So, I mean, that used to again, sit with me. So I do pretty much all of this stuff. I would batch create the video. So I would sit down and maybe film four or five videos where I'd just be talking to the camera about a particular topic. And then over the course of maybe the next two days when I had spare time, I would edit them over that time and then upload them, do the thumbnail. um, And then the social media promotion of the video just pretty much happens when the video goes live. But now, yeah, so it does sit with uh, George in the editing phase and then it comes back to me, which is the phase for writing the description and doing the thumbnail and putting in the music and the cards and uploading and SEO tagging and all of that. So it is a bit of handballing back and forth. Um, But the system that we do have with Trello is really, really helpful. Yeah, that's nice. 
That's nice. Um, okay, cool. So then from the editing phase, then it moves over to you. You do thumbnail description, SEO tagging and cards, and then you just schedule. And then from there you have your promotion checklist. Yeah. So I, this is the part where I'm probably not the best candidate, but I don't really have a checklist or anything that I use. It's Mm -hmm. my, I do, it's in my brain, but every time a video goes live, it's pretty much just Instagram stories, putting it as an image on Instagram, then creating an image to post on Facebook. So whether Mm -hmm. that be actually a short, sometimes George does create like a short clip of the video that I can post on Facebook. Sometimes I just do a screen recording and put, dump it into like, um, a template to promote that on Facebook. Or sometimes I just post the thumbnail. And something that I'm really trying to get into now, which I know that you are a huge fan of is Pinterest. So creating those Mm -hmm. pins for, um, the video, creating a a new image for the video and then putting it onto Pinterest as well. But that pretty much just happens, you know, myself as the video goes live. Nice. I love that. So I feel like a lot of it, how you're able to really do this is just the batch recording and batch editing. I'm sure that's so helpful. Honestly, it is the most helpful tip that I could have for anyone that is trying YouTube because I think the most stressful thing is A, trying to think up content ideas on the Mm -hmm. spot and then B, feeling the pressure of say, for example, you have said that your upload date is going to be Thursday and then you realize tomorrow's Thursday and I don't have a video. It's way too easy to procrastinate on that. You know, we definitely procrastinate based on fear and stress and you've kind of ticked both of those boxes when you're putting that pressure on yourself to do something the day before. So even for someone like me, who's very kind of sporadic in everything that I do with YouTube, it's one of those things that the further in advance you can be, the better off you're going to be that you're mitigating all of that stress and that procrastination for yourself. But again, it's not like you have to do the most creative kind of things in the beginning. If it is just you, you're better off, even if it's just you sitting there with a camera. I know I realize this is a podcast and no one can see me, but I'm in like the vlogging position. But even if it's just you sitting there with a camera saying some really valuable content and filming five of those in a row, you're better off putting that up on a YouTube channel twice a week than nothing at all because you've left it to the last minute and just decided it was too hard to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like that tip. Okay. So now I have kind of your base phase and I'm going to cover this and then tell me if you, if I missed anything. So one, you do brain dump video, all your ideas, then you'll do keyword research. I'm sure you'll validate that topic to make sure it's heavily, um, heavily searched. And then you block off time or then you outline, then you outline, do you outline in a Google doc? So yes, for most of the videos. So a lot of the time, um, We do it in Google Docs, just basically dot points of the video points that we are going to make. Mm. Then we have the most basic video kind of outline. So when we actually do a video, we actually get a blank piece of paper and write down all of the points. And then like below that, what B-roll needs to be done, it's handwritten and then it's blue tacked to the wall as we're filming. Um, but yeah, all like for the actual workflow, I do all of the dot points. Yeah. Just in a Google doc that again is shared and yes. Next point. Nice. Awesome. And okay. And you can also attach those outlines. I'm sure you attach those outlines to the Trello task in and of itself. I use Asana and I love that feature because I love having those docs connected to that specific task, AKA video. Yeah. 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 So helpful. So then you block off time for recording. Then it goes into the editing phase, which you obviously batch your editing. Then you create your thumbnail description, SEO tagging cards, and then you schedule it. And then you go through a promotion checklist in your head. Does that cover it? 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, so the yeah the uploading phase is done in advance, so it's scheduled, and that's when all the tags and stuff are usually researched. Um, the only extra thing that we do do in there, so yeah, so we we do research before actually putting together the video itself on whether it's going to be you know a good video. Sometimes we don't because it's an answer to a question that somebody's asked, and we know the video is not going to perform well, but we take that risk with the channel that we have because I don't want to always just be creating popular content just to grow a channel. I'm here as an educator and sometimes, you know, like how to make more sales or relationship advice for a business. Like these I know aren't going to perform well because a lot of people are watching my channel for law of attraction content or mindset content. They don't really want to know how to make sales, but we're just there to make a video to, in a response to a question. So sometimes we do honestly skip that kind of research stage. Um, but then we do go through and make sure no matter what the topic is, whether we know it's going to be popular or not, that we're getting the right titles and tags. That's where the research phase usually does come in. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I need to include that research phase there. Awesome. Okay. I love that. Um, okay. Now for your podcast, how yes. has that worked with adding that to your routine? Because now you not only have a popular YouTube channel, but a podcast. That's a lot. So I am going to just say it out loud. I am already tipping the scales on podcasting just because it's so much easier to do than YouTube. I, YouTube is my baby. I'm always going to love YouTube, but I've really found such an likening to being able to record podcasts because I am just such a passionate speaker. I can't write to save my life. I could speak until the cows come home and just having an outlet where it doesn't require, you know, hours of setup, hours of editing, getting ready. I know that's such an egotistical thing to say, but not having to put on makeup, not having to do the hair, choose a nice outfit, all of the things that you do need to think about to have a presentation worthy video. You could just sit down in your pajamas and be like, hey, what's going on, guys? I've got this thing on my mind. So I really do love podcasting and I, I find the workflow is a lot simpler for me in terms of I think if you start with YouTube, like the perceptual comparison makes podcasting seem a lot easier. I think if you start with podcasts, it's like, well, yeah, like it, it, it can be a lot of work, um, but without having to do all of that setup, it does become a lot easier. So with the podcasting, I've actually not, found that it's taken me a lot of time, but it is an extra task. So what that kind of looks like for me is either one of two things. I either basically just sit down and talk my mind into the microphone, into GarageBand and basically chuck it up or I do interviews. So that's where that does a little bit more research and involved in that. But yeah, it's just, um, it's going really well. <laughs> Yeah, I love podcasting and I do find that it's more simpler than YouTube and that's why I honestly haven't been super active on YouTube. Like creating, I wouldn't say active, so I do upload once a week, but it's these podcast episodes, so it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm creating content for YouTube specifically, but yeah. man, I love to get into it, but it's the time commitment that I'm yeah. so worried about and that's why I haven't just really dove all in. And do you know what on that as well is what you've got to think is that if you don't have time to create YouTube videos because of the type of business and the nature of business that you have, it's highly likely that your audience and the people that you work with who would obviously have similar values to you do not have the time to consume YouTube. So I think YouTube seems like a surface level, like great idea. And like it, it is amazing for 
growing a personal brand and getting all of these other amazing opportunities, but you really have to think about the outcome that you want for your particular business and who your audience is. And it sounds like for you that your audience are busy people, like you're all about productivity and profits and planning and sales and business. And, you know, with your Asana course and things like that as well. So I think that it might not be even worth it for you to put that time and investment in if you if you can't make it work. Sometimes it might just be a fun side project to grow that no like and trustability factor. But it sounds like your audience are looking for shortcuts and losing their net time and a podcast seems to be the perfect thing. And at the end of the day, I'm such a fan believer in as long as you've got one form of rich content where you're consistently adding value, whether that be a blog, a podcast or a YouTube channel or even just a bunch of Facebook lives, you know, there's other ways to do it as well. But those are the three more traditional ones. As long as you're showing up consistently on one of those platforms, you probably do yourself more damage trying to do it all. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to do the podcast now as well if I didn't have George helping me out or my fiance helping out with the YouTube channel. I just couldn't do it if I was doing the editing and the filming and the production and everything for both. You know, that's so true. And I think that's, I think I've tried to make that executive decision. And it was good to hear that from you, who's a super popular YouTuber that, you know, cause you know, you hear from a lot of YouTubers, oh, YouTube is everything. And you hear that. I'm like, well, I want to be on the YouTube world. I know that search engine is great. Like one of my videos hit 15,000 views. So like I know what's possible, but I don't know if it's worth the time. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> That's okay. And, and I mean, yeah, you've just got to really look, and this is, this is a lesson for anyone listening as well. It's, you have to be able to quantify the returns on what you're putting out. And I think the most important thing that so many people neglect to do is they hear a hype about a particular platform and say, Oh yeah, that's working for that person. But each individual personal brand, each individual business is going to be different. And the most important thing at the end of the day is where your audience is. So if your audience are spending three to four hours on YouTube every day, because they're students, Students or they're maybe stay-at-home moms and they're watching a lot of YouTube. They probably won't even be watching a lot of YouTube if they're stay-at-home moms. But you know, if your audience are the type of people that just do have the time to watch YouTube, then that's where you should be putting your efforts into. But if they're busy entrepreneurs and they're out and they're doing meetings and the probably time that they're consuming content is when they're brushing their teeth and doing their makeup, like so many of us, because the rest of the time they're changing their laptop, then you know, podcasting is probably going to be a better medium for you to be putting that content out and to really be able to connect with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fantastic, fantastic advice. Awesome. This has been so great. I'm so glad that you were vulnerable enough to let us in on this whole entire workflow that you have for your YouTube channel. I have it all written down in my little notebook. I took tons of notes to make sure, you know, everything was on point because I'm going to learn a lot from this. So thank you so much, Erin. I seriously appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So where can people find you? YouTube, podcast, Instagram. So pretty much Erin May Henry, absolutely everywhere on the internet. The podcast is the Erin May Henry Show. As you will see, there is a picture of me in a nice dress, drinking a wine and eating a burger. Um, <laughs> the YouTube channel is just Erin May Henry and same across all socials. Perfect. Thanks so much, Erin. And I seriously loved having you. Awesome. Thank you.